The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight. His name is John Robb, and he is the Executive Director for Center for Intercultural Training in Union Mills, North Carolina. Hey, John, how are you? How are you doing, Braxton? Oh, so good. Excited that you're here. So when someone hears the word Center for Intercultural Training, they think training for intercultural. What what is that? Give us the synopsis. <laughs> I know it's like a, probably a forty five minute answer, but oh, yeah. what what is CIT and what what are you guys doing in Union Mills? Well, basically, what we are is a missionary training center. Uh, we don't use the word missionary in our title because some of the people that come through our center go to places that that's a bad word. So we stick with sort of the the secular version of that intercultural training, and uh, what we do is we're a partnership of 18 different mission sending agencies that was formed about 25 years ago. And what we do is we take uh, the core elements that missionaries need when they're going to live someplace else, and we teach them uh, how to do that. Because, you know, people go to school, they might get theological training, that's what we usually associate with it, but the actual practical skills of missionary life are a completely different subset. Yeah, And so what we do is we really work in that space to help them. And uh, then they go on with their whatever their mission agency is and, and go to the field from there. So we really want to see them be successful, giving them missiological, biblical, and personal tools to be strategic and effective on the field. Yeah, a lot of the how-tos, though. What do you do when right. <laughs> kind of stuff. The you stuff know? that you wouldn't think of. The practical you, things. Right. You know, a lot of people like me are are not visual learners, but they're the do it and figure it out as you go. And so that's kind of the, the, the practical things you're trying to teach them. Yeah, we actually do some instruction, but we also use adult learning techniques to help adults uh, integrate that into who they are. Yep. Uh, our space has got definitely a discipled, disciple making vibe to it like our staff who work in the programs are all experienced field missionaries uh, our minimum number of years on the field is five but most of our staff have been 15 my wife and I lived overseas for 25 years so it's a group of people that really know what the skinny is if you yep. would yeah what, what really needs to happen they learn and teach from experience and that's and, the best kind and they tell you the things that you're not going to hear from the people who are trying to recruit you <laughs> right so. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So tell me, uh, when folks, so you're saying that you are an organization that partners with sending organizations. Mm-hmm. Tell me, uh, how long are they on property and what kind of training do they go through to prepare themselves for that mission field sending? Okay, so we have a number of training options and they repeat several times a year. So each one comes up four to five times a year. Uh, we do a spiritual formation piece. Uh, that's a one-week thing. It's an option Four weeks of cross-cultural training, that's really the big one because there's a lot in there and a lot to process and it takes time to process. Uh, For those who need it, we do an additional two-week language learning accelerator. And what this is is teaching you the tools to actually learn a language well. So when people go over to another place that speaks a different language, often they're either on their own to figure out how to learn that language or they're in some sort of a program our experience has been many of those programs don't work very well. So we give people the tools to take their language learning into their own hands so that they can really kind of move fast with it. And uh, for instance, a a good example would be, now we're English speakers, you and I are, 
Um, but every language has some sound that we don't do well, or just about every language does. You know, it might be a trilled R, it might be some other kind of sound. And as part of that program, we actually have a phoneticist who sits down with those individual missionaries and teaches them with the where does your tongue go to right. make that sound properly. And that can shave, in some cases, months off of huh. someone's experience just by nailing that one sound that uh, is part of the language and it's critical. And it's, it's, they don't sound like a, you know, like a bumpkin right. when they're speaking the local language. Right. So they, uh, a missionary who comes in, knows where they're going, so they know how to train, how to prepare, and do they know when they're going? Sure. Yeah. Um, so the partner agencies we work with, they find the people, they vet the people, they do all that kind of thing. And they have their own HR systems and all that kind of stuff. Uh, then what we do is we do the training of the main block of those things that are universal that almost every missionary missionary family is going to experience crossing from culture A to culture B. And then they go with their agency to wherever they're being assigned and whatever strategy the agency has comes through there. We don't give them the strategy. We give them the tools to help them be effective and to be healthy on the field. Yeah. So uh, that includes also working with the children. So we have, uh, with our various programs that we offer, uh, a companion version for kids that's based on their age. So if the parents are learning how to uh, use a second language, then the kids are learning a kid's edition of that, and it's based on their age. So it may look different from the older kids to the younger kids. Right. So that we're giving the entire family the tools that they need to be successful and really kind of be able to do it for the long haul at an effective level. Yeah. Now tell me this. So you're preparing them in these ways, the more practical sense. And, you know, missionaries in a broad spectrum are going overseas to bring Jesus to people who may not know him. Right. Right. That's that's the goal. Well, as you're doing that, it can be a challenge to stay grounded yourself because you're, you're so it's like a pastor. You're pouring into so many people but you don't often get poured into yourself. So you're kind of on an island in a sense. Uh, so your family is really important. How do you prepare missionaries to uh, stay grounded spiritually as they go over into such a challenging environment? Braxton, that's a great question, because what happens for the missionary family is they very often will be so much giving out. There's a high stress level associated, particularly with the first year or two on the, on the field, and so people very quickly can move to a position of burnout. Yeah. So our curriculum, one of the things that is really special about it is we actually have embedded every day uh, a whole section of spiritual formation that's really about the missionary and their intimacy with God. And so we, we talk with people when they come. Often they come sort of kicking and screaming because their agency said, you have to do this. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I don't need to do that. Yeah. But then after three or four weeks, they're like, man, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. And one of the reasons for that is this spiritual formation piece because people are really kind of taught in a very interactive and warm way, personal way, where who they are in Christ and, and what that really means to sustain that and to, to really have a healthy place uh, a healthy view of yourself right. in, in light of that and how to keep that alive, even in a difficult situation. Yeah. And now being on mission, um, of course, it, it, it can be dangerous at mm -hmm. times, uh, especially more and more with how the world is changing nowadays. What kind of things do you have in place or are you working on 
to help those families as well to just think critically of how to prepare for a situation where they could be in danger. Okay. So I used to live overseas in a large country, and people would hear about something that happened in that country, and they'd say, oh, did that affect you? Well, it's sort of like if you live in Plano, Texas, and something happens in New York City, you could be worlds apart. Oh, yeah. So that's the reality of it. But the challenge that we're seeing now is that in the past several years, as nationalism is increasing across borders, as we're seeing an increase in economic issues, and then COVID has added extra layers to that, that there are more places that it's a higher risk than there used to be. That's not to say every place is at risk. The, the U.S. State Department puts out a list, and that number has basically tripled in two years wow. of the places that are on the concern list. Yep. And so what we're doing now to address that, recognizing that that's the happening, we're talking with our agency partners and saying, what are you doing to help your people? And we're partnering with an agency um, out of Colorado that does specialized training for that so that when they come to visit us, they can do their uh, cross-cultural, their language, and then they can tack on a little bit of a safety piece that's, that's an independent course. So we have people that come in just to take that course. It's so new, we haven't even put it on our website yet, but we've already had full courses in the testing period yep. for it. And so we really are recognizing that the dynamics have shifted, and in some places they need to change the game in order to keep safety at an acceptable level. Right, right. Now, the goal of Community Spotlight is to let folks know what's happening in their backyard. Sure. (laughs) And so if someone knows of a friend, a relative, maybe even themselves that has felt maybe called to go into the mission field and they're working with agencies or uh, getting that started, the ball rolling there, um, what is that next step to get in contact with you, share cost details, sure. sort of those sort of things for them so they can share that as well? Yeah. So uh, people that come through our program are already connected to an agency or ascending church. Sometimes if it's a big church, they are the agency. And so you can just go to our website, quite frankly, and I'll, I'll give it to you here in a minute. It's a strange website, so you're going to want to write this one down, Okay. <laughs> Uh, but they just go to the, the website, they fill out a form, they register for time. The costs are there. Um, it depends on which course or which combination of courses, what the cost is. You live on site because we really value, uh, place a premium, I guess, on the life-on-life component. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot that really happens in that space where we live together and share community for that period of time. But um, the address, I'll just give it to you now, it's CIT, which stands for Center for Intercultural Training. Then there's a dash, which is, that's the weird part, and the word online.org or O-R-G. So it's CIT-online.org. And you can do a Google search for it. If you do, make sure you use Center for Intercultural Training and the word missions because there are some secular uh, entities out there that would have it. We're located in Union Mills, North Carolina, which is actually not far from the studios here, which is wonderful. And uh, there's not a lot in Union Mills other than <laughs> us. So uh, if you put that in as a qualifier, you're yeah. going to get the right it place. Union Mills. <laughs> yeah. And then all the information is there. Like, you know, if, if people want to donate to help the cause or they want to find out how to volunteer, we, we actually logged 4,200 man hours last year of volunteer time Wow! because of people in churches coming and working on projects to help us. Uh, because we've been doing this for um, 
takes about 25 years. We sent 4,000 missionaries to roughly 153 countries, I think, and they've come from about 200 different agencies. So it's it's sort of this little secret that we've got in North Carolina. Yeah. And uh, and yet God has been using it to touch and imprint uh, ministries around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be great too uh, for churches, organizations that would like to lend a hand locally. Yeah, that we could. take volunteer teams. We have a system for that and projects and all that kind of stuff. Great. Great. Well, like you said, you can just search for Center for Intercultural Training and make sure it's Union Mills. Yeah, or put the word missions or something. Make sure you get the right one. Yeah, yeah. And and again, it is is cit-online.org. Correct. So, John, we appreciate your ministry, what you're doing to help further the kingdom and prepare folks to go overseas and for sharing today. Thank you. Thank you, Braxton. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes of Community Spotlight, you can anytime on the Light FM app or the lightfm.org. Also want to say a special thanks to our sponsor, Turner Business Appraisers in Matthews, North Carolina. We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.